What's going on, everybody? Hope everybody had a good weekend. I hope you're having a great week so far. If you're not, I'm there with you guys. Remember, if you're going through any hard times, you always got a friend in me. But no MMA this weekend, but don't worry. I will be back next week to make up for the shows that when I wasn't doing this on a weekly basis, I'll figure out something to talk about. Don't worry. We'll figure it out together. We'll get through it together. Again, if you're going through a hard time, you always got a friend in me. Deuces, guys. Peace. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Hope you guys have some fun stuff planned out there. Alright, peace, guys. Stay safe. Remember, Punch in the Mouth Official on Instagram. Official underscore PITM on Twitter. Deuces. What's going on, everybody? Sunday night right now. So, that being said, I will get through this as fast as possible. This might be a short episode, but we're about to take a stab at the MMA landscape and talk some MMA. Let's do this. First up, elephant out of the room. Holly Holmes got screwed last night, okay? Yeah, I watched the fight three times. I watched. Because the first round is clearly Holly's. The second round is clearly Virna's. Okay. So I watched from the third to the fifth to see if there was something there that I wasn't seeing that the judges saw. Okay. And guess what? I came to the same conclusion after watching it three times. Holly Holmes won rounds one, three, four, and five. I only gave Caitlin round two because... She rocked Holly. She had her in a chokehold. Does she do a minor fence grab? Does Holly? Yes. Now, my problem with them awarding Caitlyn the win and not Holly. Holly's 40 years old. She's probably not going to be doing this for very much longer. And you're going to screw her out of a win. Where a win. If Juliana wins in July because they just announced her and Amanda are going to fight at the end of July in Dallas, Texas. Tickets for that go on sale June 3rd, by the way. If they just... If, if she wins this fight... I wait f- to see what happens. If Juliana wins, you fight Juliana. If anything, you take a fight with Valentina Chevchenko if she beats Talia Santos. How about that? You rematch her and see what happens there. The UFC, in my opinion, what they should do is award Holly like if she would have won. Like, because I don't understand what these guys are looking at. The rules that they're supposedly supposed to follow saying defense doesn't win you a fight. MMA is an offensive sport. And... Caitlin came out and said, what was the exact quote? I have it right here. Hold on. She came out and said, she was basically trying to neutralize me. She was just pressing me against the cage, but nothing was happening. She just wanted me to stop fighting, and I think that's what the judges actually saw that. I think that the judges actually saw that. That's what she says, okay? But what were you doing? You were not hitting her. She was hitting you. Were they pop shots? Sure. But 
you were not hitting her back. You were defending. So in that position, which took around 60 to 70% of the rounds, Holly's winning. So like, what's going on here? Like, when are we gonna, because from what I've heard, this is what I've heard. I don't know if it's true. But a lot of these judges are boxing judges. And the organizations, they blame this on the commission. Andy Foster, the New York Commission, the Las Vegas Commission, they should provide individuals with classes to how to judge an MMA fight. Because apparently there's these rules that even, I guarantee you, the judges don't even know exist. That this is not a defensive sport, it's an offensive sport. 80% of the offense came out from Holly Holmes. Was it boring? Sure, but that's not the point here. The point here is Holly had her up against the fence and she was hitting her. That has to count for something. Not pressing me against the cage, but nothing was happening. She was hitting you. She just wanted to stop fighting. And I think that the judges actually saw that. She wanted to stop me from fighting. Well, of course, that's what you do on offense. That's what you do. You hit the other person so they can't hit hurt you. You hit them more times so you can't hit them. I don't understand. Let me read this again. She was just basically trying to neutralize me. Okay, I see that. She was pressing me against the cage, but nothing was happening. She wanted me to stop fighting. Well, no doubt. I don't think she wants you to hit her. And I think that the judges actually saw that. Saw what? That you were against the cage and she was hitting you? That's what I saw too. Like, what? What? Holly Holmes won this fight. And I try to be as fair as possible, but... What happened to this woman Saturday night just wasn't fair, okay? Pressing me against the cage, but nothing was happening. She just wanted me to stop fighting. Well, no, duh. I'm sorry, I read that so many times, it just made me laugh reading it out loud. I read it multiple times, and it made me laugh reading it out loud. Like, Jesus Christ, bro. Like, no, she wants you to hit her. Of course she doesn't want you to, she doesn't want you to fight her. She wants the, an easy win. But to say this? To say the judges actually saw that, I think the judges actually saw that. I guarantee you they didn't. Guarantee you they didn't. They just don't know how to score MMA. This is not how I wanted to start this episode, but this is how we're starting. So what happens now? Let's go into the rankings. And I'm not knocking Caitlyn, but or Caitlyn Vieira, but I just don't like it when they say things like that. So Holly Holm has a win over Irene Aldana and Raquel Pennington, who are ranked number three and four. So Caitlin Vieira, at the least, she's going to be ranked number three. And at the most, she'll be ranked number two. If I'm Caitlin, I wait to see what happens between Amanda and Juliana Pena. Well, either way, yeah, because she hasn't fought either of them. So just wait, you'll get the winner. Unless it's a close fight and they do the trilogy fight if Juliana loses. If that's the case, if if it ends up going into a trilogy, what Caitlyn should do is if this is what she should do. Listen to me. You watch the fights on June 11th. If Valentina Chepchenko starches Talia Santos, you go, what's up? What's up, bullet? Let's fight. Come back to 135. You put your number two ranking on the line against arguably the pound for pound Best fighter in the female divisions of any division right now. Because she owns a win over Juliana Pena. And I guarantee you she fights Amanda Nunes again. Even though she's 0-2 against her. She'll beat her. Because a lot of people told me they believe Valentina won the second fight. 
And if Valentina takes the fight and beat Caitlyn, I want to call her Caitlyn, but it's Caitlyn. You call out the winner of Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Pena, and that's a super fight. And you have the chance to go and beat champ champ status, you know what I'm saying? Because there's nobody left at flyweight for um, Valentina to fight. Who's left? You beat Lauren Murphy. You beat Caitlin Chukagian. You beat Lauren Murphy. You beat Jessica Andrade. You're about to fight Talia Santos. So if you, if she beats Talia Santos, she will have a win over the number one, the number two, the number three, and the number four girl. Are you just going to beat her Alexa Grasso next? So that's what I would do if, if I'm Caitlin and her manager. I'm looking at the June, the June 11th. I want to say it's June 11th. The June 11th fight card, and you see what happens. And you go, you use MMA Twitter, you start talking your smack, and you try to get a fight with her if they're going to end up doing a trilogy between Amanda and Juliana Pena. Let's see what else was on this card. Michael Pijera beat Santiago Pontenivio. That was a good fight. Chidi Najakuani beats Dusko Todorovic. Tabitha Ricci beats Poliana Viana. Isn't that the girl that Kobe said he had an intimate relationship with? That, that's why he didn't answer the UFC when they called him about a certain fight. I think that is her. It is her. And she beat up a dude that tried to rob her. It says in January 2019, a man attempted to rob Viana using a fake gun as she waited outside of her apartment. Viana punched the man and subdued him until police arrived. Viana did not face charges for beating up the would-be robber as authorities ruled it as self-defense. Um, I want to talk about Michelle Pijeda right now. Because he went on the, you know how they talk to the media afterwards? And he says he wants to fight Jorge Masvidal because Jorge Masvidal sent his wife, like, you know, thank you prayers. Like, you know, the hands with the closed hands emoji and how they're raised up, like, thank you. George felt some type of way about it and said this how crazy a world and how far has society fallen that this idiot Michelle Pijeda would use his wife hopefully one day get a paycheck and create a fake narrative to try and get a fight with me and clearly he he sees she slid in my DMs wishing you guys the best hashtag marriage counselor so I guess when George was training to fight Colby, he put a picture, and this guy's Pierre Pierre's wife put "kill it, you got it," and he just put "thank you," because Michelle Pierre made it seem that Jorge was trying to talk to this guy's wife, but then Jorge posted the conversation. So I I wonder if. Not the whole truth was told to Pieta, or if he just made that up in his head, you know. I hope not. Pieta's a good guy. But we'll see what happens. But guys, there's no MMA next week, like, from any big organization. Don't worry, there's still going to be a show, though. I can still talk about something. I'm pretty sure stuff will be, still be going on, so we'll talk. Don't worry. I'll still be here if you're, if you're listening. But we're going to move on to... The fights that are going to happen in two weeks. Volkov, Alexander Volkov will take on Razinho Rosenstrike. Aaron Blashfield will take on JJ Aldridge. 
Then Ige will take on Mozart Ilovev. Then 50k Ige Andreas Michali this is gonna fight. Derek Miner is gonna fight Damian Jackson. Wow, this is a good card. Don't miss that. That's in two weeks. So we'll see the UFC back in two weeks. It's an interesting fight, right? Because Volkov isn't really known to knock guys out like he'll. He's coming off the loss against Tom Aspinall, but he's like the heavyweight version of the Diaz brothers in the sense that. They'll melt you down eventually, but they're not going to get you out with one hit. Where Rosinho can get you out with one hit. It's an interesting fight. Cannot wait. And then after that is Glover Teixeira versus Yuri Prochatska. Talk about that fight. I want to read something. Oh, and Michael Pajeda also called on Nate Diaz. So he's trying to pick fights with... Oh, here it is. So this is Jan talking about a potential fight with Yuri Prochatska. If they do this fight in Europe, it will be one of the biggest fights in Europe. I think. They'll make this fight in Poland, me against Yuri in National Stadium. 60,000 people could be there. I mean, yeah, if you really want to break in the European market, they're doing good with England with Patty the Batty. And I know a lot of people are going to get mad, but Darren Till is a star. That's why they're going back to England in the summer. I thought they were going to make it a pay-per-view, but apparently they didn't. So... If you want to break into more countries within Europe, you do that fight in Poland. And if if you can, especially if you want to win on this upcoming pay-per-view, you put her and Carla co-main event, Yuri defending the bell against Polish power himself? Who's not going to watch that? Huh? Tell me. Because I am. I'll wake up. Like, I'm going to wake up early, 8 a.m. to watch. Abu Dhabi, especially if it's Charles versus Islam for the vacant lightweight belt. It shouldn't be vacant. We all know this. But you're not going to watch that? If it's in Poland, I'll wake up. I don't I don't care. I will wake up. Okay, let's talk about the potential matchup of Charles Oliveira versus Islam Mahashev. Islam has been saying, look, Islam says Charles Jiu-Jitsu will not help him. He says, we don't have to say Habib is going to beat Charles. I'm going to be Charles and everybody's going to understand. Honestly, I believe I can finish this guy. And I really want to finish him. want to finish him in grappling in his area. I know I can do this. Well, first of all, it's both of your areas because that's where you're strongest too. It may be different styles, but I'm more interested in how the stand-up goes because I believe that's where Charles beats him. And Islam has been knocked out before. So I believe that's where Charles beats him. And the thing is, when you're rock, all your training, but again, with Islam, it's second nature, so maybe not. But usually when you when you get clipped, look at Paulo Costa versus Israel Adesanya, perfect example. Paulo Costa is a black belt, okay? Israel is a purple belt. But when Israel cracked him, Paulo looked like a white belt because he, he had no idea what was going on. So if Oliver cracks this guy and goes into grapple mode like he did against Gaethje. I believe he takes his back and chokes him out. Because I believe, I will tell you this, I don't believe Islam will tap. I believe Charles Oliver is going to have to choke this guy unconscious. He will not tap. But this is the most interesting fight the UFC can make in the lightweight division. Especially if they make it in Abu Dhabi and Charles wins. This is what he needs to do. This is what you need to do, Charles. Listen to me, okay? Listen. You go in there, you win, and you call out Khabib. He's going to be right there in the corner. 
and you try to coach the ultimate fighter against him. And you know who you bring in as the assistant? Tony. El Kukui. Ferguson. That's who you bring in as your assistant. Okay? It'll be fireworks. Fireworks. We're going to talk about Tony and Khabib in a moment. Okay? Don't you guys worry about it, but we'll talk about them in a moment. But I believe this is what's going to happen. I believe... So Dustin doesn't have a fight right now, right? If I'm Dustin, I'm looking at the field. Look, I'll look with you, Dustin. I'm going to send this to Dustin. If I'm looking, if I'm Dustin, I'm looking at the field. Mike Chandler just beat Tony Ferguson. But Neil Darius, he's on a good winning streak. Rafael Dos Anjos, you honestly, I believe Dustin smokes him. Conor McGregor, you smoked him twice. Tony Ferguson, he just lost. Rafael Fazeev's got a fight. So you look, okay, let's look at one through six. Charles Oliveira's fighting for the belt. You already beat Justin Gaethje. Islam is the one probably fighting Charles. Michael Chandler, for whatever reason, doesn't want to fight you. I believe that's a mistake. But Neil's on an impressive win streak. And Rafael Desanio is fighting Rafael Fazeev. So if I'm Dustin and I want, he's already got clout, but if he wants to stay in the mix, you go after Benil. Start talking about Benil, and Benil should do the same thing. If you're not going to end up fighting Islam, and they go with Charles versus Islam for October 22nd, Benil and Dustin should start talking to each other and stir interest. You could put them on a fight night. Or, or you stack that August card and you put El Diamante. Versus Benio Darius. And then. Because it's rumored that Nate Diaz is going to fight there. And then, so you would have. Benio versus Dustin. Nate versus Hamza. And the rumored main event. Is supposed to be Kamar Usman. And Leon Edwards. But I don't think that's happening. I honestly believe they're going to end up doing an interim belt. Between Leon. Either fight Hamza. No but they're going to do. Because if they do an interim with Colby. And he wins. That's the third fight. So, okay, this is what I believe is going to... I have not talked to anybody about this, but this is my own thoughts. I believe Usman doesn't fight for the rest of the year. Has he fought at all this year? He hasn't, right? His last fight was against Colby? This was his last fight, right? Yeah, it was. So he hasn't fought at all this year. Usman hasn't. So, if so, this is what they do. They have to do this. I honestly believe they're going to do an interim title fight. If Usman is going to be out for a long period of time. Just to keep the division and the fans happy. And keep the division moving. You're going to have. If you cannot come to terms with Nate Diaz. You're going to have Hamza and Leon fight for the interim belt. You have Nate fight on a different card. And then you have Dustin fight. Fight Benio Dariush. And then you have Charles Oliveira fight Islam Mahashev. And there you go. You're welcome, Sean Shelby and Mick Maynard. There you go, man. And then in the meantime, Chandler can fight the winner. That's another good fight right there. Or Chandler fights McGregor. If he really wants that payday. Or you can have Chandler fight Diaz. Michael Chandler will fight anybody. He will fight anybody. So there's that. So the August card is something to look out for. Now Khabib wants to coach the ultimate fighter. So okay. Tony put a statement out. I'm going to go look for it. Tony put a statement out. He said, I believe when Khabib's dad said we were supposed to compete, 
I believe that I would love to be able to coach against him on the Ultimate Fighter. How about that? Best man wins on the team. I guarantee you my coaching is a lot better than yours, Khabib. It doesn't matter what game we play. It would be cool to go out there, take the dude's hand, squash beef, and move on. And this is Khabib's um, rebuttal to that. Tony, I like the idea about tough. That's short for the Ultimate Fighter. Call your bosses and let them make an offer. But if they don't have ideas, I myself will offer you a deal on the Ego FC platform. We are doing some business here, you know. So Khabib's interested in doing the Ultimate Fighter against Tony. That's interesting. But what about if they do Charles versus Islam to build that fight and both of them are, are assistants? Or the other way around. You never know. You never know. Okay. So, Junior Dos Santos, he signed with Ego FC, right? And he was piecing this dude up and then he pops his shoulder. But it was already implied that if Junior won, because Scott Coker already sent Sergey Karatonov over to Ego FC, so it was already implied if Junior would have beat this guy, he probably would have ended up fighting Fate or in Bellator because okay this is what Khabib said if Junior Dos Santos wins I really want to make Dos Santos versus Fedor I want to talk to my friend Scott Coker because Fedor is under the Bellator contract Fedor is the greatest fighter of all time in my opinion Dos Santos was champion for a couple of years in the UFC these two guys they deserve he wants to say he said they deserve but I'm pretty sure he means they deserve it and the fans deserve it and it almost came to happen, but Junior's shoulder had other plans, man. Felt bad for Junior. I watched the highlights. It looked like he was piecing him up. You guys see Anderson Silva? He knocked the dude out. That's crazy, man. Okay, this is going to be the last thing. It's a, it's a short one. I do apologize, but this will be the last thing. Gilbert Mal Bur I was going to say Gilbert Melendez. Gilbert Burns appears to part ways with... His management dominance MMA. I'm only saying that because if I go to Ali's Twitter, unless they're really cool with each other, and because I'm cool with my friends that way. This is Ali. Hey Gilbert, I just heard your interview about Oliveira can be Islam. I know you don't believe that, and Benio will be Oliveira too. And then I guess Gilbert's response to that was, "Put your money where your mouth is. I got Charles against both. How much?" And then Ali replied done and then he ends up answering you're only talking a hundred and they both beat your Chandler also very easy so I don't know if he's parting ways or they're just cool that way I don't know I wonder if they parted ways but that's all I got for you guys um yeah I got nothing else have a great weekend guys we got no I mean there's still I believe regional MMA but like no big shows MMA that did this upcoming weekend so stay safe out there keep a lookout for the youtube videos they are coming i promise i especially got this pressure pad looking thing it's pretty dope but yeah anderson silva wins hold on before i let you guys go let's read about this this is gsp explaining how he would have fought kamaru he says i would have liked if i would have fought usman to try to put him on his back i've never seen him there so that would be that would have been my strategy. 
where someone seems stronger than everybody else, there's a place. There's the place you need to attack because sometimes their strength can get transformed to a weak link. But would I have succeeded or not? We'll never know. I mean, that's crazy, right? Because GS, he's what? He's like 40? That guy looks good, man. He could probably still at least be top five in the world. If not number one, at least. At the very least, top five. But that's all I got. But would you Would you have liked to see that fight? Would you? Because on paper, Kamaru is the better wrestler. But then again, on paper, Colby is the better wrestler as well over Kamaru. Because Kamaru went to a Division two school while Colby... And Ben Askren, they were both in Division 1. But we've seen how the Colby fight played out. It played out on the feet. And George is a master there because he was a black belt in karate before ever getting into MMA. And he made wrestling his strong point. I made this point on the podcast a while back. The only time I've ever seen somebody get good from being a striker to a wrestler's GSP. Nobody else. Because you can always see a good wrestler become a good striker. but very rare that you see a good striker become a good grappler. And GSP did exactly that because he was murking guys early in his career with his stand-up and karate style. With his spin kicks and all that good stuff. But then once he got knocked out by Matt Zara, he changed it up and became a good wrestler. That's when he won like 80% of his fights and then he retires. A lot of people give him flag because... They're saying he retired right when USADA started, and they believe he did that because he knew that the they would get him on the PEDs because it's always been rumors that he was on PEDs. But who knows, man? Who knows? But anyway, guys, have a good weekend. Remember, punching them out the official on Instagram and PI, official underscore PITM on Twitter. If you guys can follow me on Instagram, I believe the new update is messing with my analytics. Sucks, man. But anyway, have a have a good day, guys. Enjoy yourselves. Have a good morning, a good night, a good afternoon, whatever time it is that it is that you're listening to this. Appreciate you guys. Later.